This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Lucy Watkin. It's Monday, the 12th of September. In your sport today, Souths win a Sin Bin Fest in the Rugby League. Australia wins the Women's Sevens World Cup. Aaron Finch is set off in style. And a speech for the ages. This is your sport today. Two weekends ago, it was the AFL which had a wild start to its final series. Last weekend, it was the NRL's turn and it didn't disappoint. Uh, we had upsets, extra time, golden point, and one of the most brutal and bizarre matches ever. We're, of course, talking about yesterday's Roosters Rabbitohs match. Uh, Luce, take us through it. I feel like I need to be tested for concussion as well <laughs> after watching this match. So the scoreboard says the Rabbitohs won 30-14 to 14 and move on to play the Sharks next week while the Roosters, they've been eliminated. What the scoreboard doesn't tell you is that there were seven sin bins. That's an NRL record. Five players were assessed for concussion. Three of those players were ruled out of the match with concussion. And that five of the eight tries in the match were conceded by the team with more players on the field. These two sides do have a long history and don't like each other. So emotions were high and so was the physicality. That contributed to the seven sin bins, but both coaches said the refing was okay. Roosters coach Trent Robinson said Souths were better in the key moments and that's why his side lost. It was a wild game, Liz. I couldn't take my eyes off it. Latrell Mitchell, the South fullback, he was immense and was a bit emotional when he got a cheer after full time. Last week, those Roosters fans were booing him. Luce, that was just one of the four NRL finals on the weekend. Uh, what happened in the rest of the other games and what's coming up? Well, on Friday night, the Panthers beat the Eels 27-8 to and the Panthers looked very slick and remained the strong favourites to win the title again this year. On Saturday, the Raiders knocked out the Storm 28-20 and it was the Raiders' fifth win in a row over the Storm in Melbourne, so they've got the wood over the Storm. After that, the Cowboys beat the Sharks 32-30. to It was 30 all at full time and after 10 minutes of extra time, but it was all over when Cowboys boy centre Valentine Holmes kicked a two-point field goal in Golden Point. So that all means the Panthers and Cowboys are through to the preliminary finals. The Eels play the Raiders on Friday night and then the Sharks play the Rabbitohs on Saturday. Yep, and the Storm and the Roosters are both out. Uh, Lots of players put on report on the weekend, so it could be a big night at the NRL judiciary tomorrow night. We'll keep you up to speed on that. We've got another world champion this morning. Australia's women's rugby sevens team won the rugby sevens world cup this morning. Loose, they beat New Zealand 24 to 22 in a thrilling final. And it means they've won the triple crown. Not just one crown, but the triple crown. As you said, Australia beat New Zealand in the women's final this morning in Cape Town, South Africa. Australia led 24 to 10 with a few minutes left, but the Kiwi scored to make it 24-17. Then almost two minutes after the final siren, they scored again. But New Zealand missed the conversion that would have sent the match into extra time. So Australia won the World Cup for the first time since 2009. It means Australia won the triple crown crown of the World Cup, the World Rugby Sevens Tournament and the Commonwealth Games Gold Medal. 
That's what we call a triple crown lose. Uh, the men's side, they lost to Fiji in the semis and then lost the bronze medal match to Ireland. Fiji were the overall champions. They beat New Zealand in the final as well. It's been a pretty good 24 hours for Australia against New Zealand because the Aussie men's cricket team beat the Kiwis by 24 runs last night to win the Chapel Hadley Trophy Series 3-0. Steve Smith was man of the match with his 12th one-day century, but the day was all about Aaron Finch. Uh, Luce, it was his last 50-over game for Australia. Yeah, Finch announced his one-day international retirement on Saturday. It's been a pretty lean year for Finch. He scored just 62 runs in 14 matches in 2022. That includes the one run he scored yesterday in his finals innings. But it's been a great career for Finch. He played 146 games, won the World Cup in 2015, scored 17 centuries and captained the team 55 times. Pretty good for a kid from the Victorian country town of Colac, but is going to stick around for the T20 World Cup, which starts in October. Yeah, not long now until Australia's first game of the T20 World Cup, which is against New Zealand on October the 22nd. The team now heads to India for a T20 series as preparation for that tournament. Today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. Who did Aaron Finch make his ODI debut alongside in 2013? We're after two names here. Luce, give us a clue. They were two top-order left-handed batters. Yes, they all batted in the top three in that match. Uh, Find out the answer at the end of the show. Let's head to Italy now where Red Bull's Max Verstappen won the Italian Grand Prix overnight. Uh, It was Verstappen's 11th win of the season and loose. It means he could win the Drivers' Championship as early as next race. Yeah, Verstappen's fifth win in a row means if he wins the Singapore Grand Prix in three weeks and Ferrari's Charles Leclerc doesn't finish, then Verstappen will win his second Drivers' Championship in a row. Even if that doesn't happen, it seems inevitable that Verstappen will go back to back. His Red Bull car is just so much faster than the rest of the comp. He started in seventh at Monza, but was in second by the fifth lap. It wasn't long before he got in the lead and he wasn't going to be stopped. The race finished behind a safety car, so a bit of an anticlimax, but it's unlikely Verstappen and Red Bull would care that much. Nah, wouldn't have thought loose. I'll take the win. <laughs> Daniel Ricciardo, the Aussie started in fourth in his McLaren, but his car broke down with about five laps to go, so he didn't finish. Uh, as you said, loose. The next race is in three weeks in Singapore. To tennis now, the US Open wraps up this morning with the men's singles final between Carlos Alcaraz and Casper Ruud. That match is on right now. But yesterday, Iga Swiatek won the women's singles title and more importantly, Aussie Storm Sanders and John Pierce won the mixed doubles. Any Aussie win is the most important win in my books. <laughs> and Sanders and Piers beat Kirsten Flipkins and Edouard Roger Vasselin in the mixed doubles finals. The Aussies won 10 to 7 in a tiebreaker after it was one set all. This was the first Grand Slam Sanders and Piers teamed up at, and the first Aussies to win the mixed US Open doubles since Renee Stubbs and Todd Woodbridge back in 2001. Shviontek beat Onze Jabor in the women's final yesterday in straight sets. It's been an awesome year for Chiviontech. She became the world number one in April after Ash Barty retired. She won the French Open, the US Open, and a record 37 matches in a row. Going to be tough to beat that next year. Hell of a year for Chiviontech, for sure. If she can beat it, what a year that'll be. Uh, the men's final, as I said earlier, is on right now as we publish this podcast. So go check it out on 9Gem and Stan Sport if you want to watch this morning. 
The Men's Football World Cup starts in 69 days in Qatar. And for the first time since 1958, Wales will be there at the tournament finals. Uh, If the team needed any extra motivation, then they should check out the speech that Welsh actor Michael Sheen delivered on a game show over the weekend. Uh, Luce, after watching it, Wales is now my second favourite team. I don't think you're the only one there and such a good pump up that we watched it before we did commentary yesterday on the ABC (laughs) for the AFLW as our little pump up. So you might know Michael Sheen from movies like The Queen and Frost Nixon or TV shows like Good Omens. He was on a British sports comedy show called A League of Their Own and was asked to give a pump up speech to the Welsh football team. Well, he belts out this incredible speech that talks about red mist and crimson (laughs) thunder and how they haven't come halfway around the world to be troubled by a neighbour back home. He finishes with a standing ovation from the crowd and yesterday I was super pumped to be the boundary reporter after listening to it. <laughs> yeah. I reckon I've watched it about 20 times, Liz. It's got to be one of the internet clips of the year. If you haven't seen it, I'll put it in the episode notes for you to check out. It's incredible. We are running out of show. We didn't even get to mention the AFL, of course, the preliminary finals are next week. Lions Cats Friday night. Swans Magpies on the Saturday, said to be a great round of footy. Uh, before we go loose, the answer to today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. Who did Aaron Finch debut alongside in his ODI debut back in 2013? We're after two names. Who were they? They were Philip Hughes and Usman Kawaja. Yep, Philip Hughes and Usman Kawaja. Hughes, he scored 112 on debut and was named player of the match. Uh, all right, that is us done for today. A huge show. Thanks for sticking with us. Luce and I will be back with you tomorrow. We'll catch you then.